You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Anti-Social Show. Hi everybody, it's Tyson. Hey, you hear that music in the background? I've been using it for some of these, and uh, it's because I've been teasing a song I've been working on for a long time, and it's finally released. It's called Hope. Corey Epps wrote the lyrics, so it's called Hope featuring Tyson Sainer, because I do some of the vocal work on it, but I did also do the music. I think this song is a really upbeat number, and uh, it was really fun towards the end, and if you want to find it, it's available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Deezer, Tidal, Napster, apparently, and YouTube. And it's called Hope, featuring Tyson Sainer by Corey Epps. And Corey's name is spelled K-O-R-E-Y-E-P-P-S. I'd like to apologize if this episode is posting late, but it's been, uh, it's been a very unique time in my life. We're in the final two weeks of awaiting the birth of our first child, my wife and I. And priorities are rearranged somewhat, let us say. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, the song is called Hope. And uh, happy 2019. Here's some stuff from late December of 2018. Thank you for listening. another episode of the anti-social show a show that believes that adam west was the only dude that never had to announce that he was batman coming into a room i am hunter block and he is tyson saner hello tyson hey how's it going good good um well before we start uh and before we start off uh what we normally talk about or you know if tyson has something to talk about um, and, and by the time you hear this, you would have already uh, know by now about the sad news of uh, the passing of Stan Lee, which is a very sad thing. But there's an interesting postscript to that. What's that? Well, dear listener, I am working on a project, um, morbid if you will, but uh, so six months ago, seven months ago, wherever how long a month ago it was, I uh, had woken up and I had to uh, use the bathroom, so I'm sitting on the toilet engaged in that activity and i checked my pms because that's how uh, tyson and i talk the most we talk through pms and he had mentioned that kevin smith had what's known as the widow maker although he did not die the question that tyson had asked me if i had to write kevin smith's a eulogy as if he did die how would i say it and and what would be in it so it's taken me all this time to, to really put together a uh, an eulogy for you know for for Kevin Smith, even though he's not dead, thank God. 
because I've never written in a eulogy for anybody. So, so what's funny about this is now almost eight months later, I'm sitting on the toilet again. And I'm going to the bathroom, and I happened to look on Facebook, and I saw where Davy and Dent had mentioned uh, Davy and Dent from Strange Times. Um, and I saw where he had said uh, that Stanley had passed away. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So it's kind of an odd thing, considering the fact that they're both friends, Stanley and, and, and Kevin Smith. And what's funny about it is I was in the exact same place where, you know, where. I read about Kevin Smith, and then I read about Stan Lee. Um, so I, I, I kind of wanted to do a, an eulogy talking about them both, if you will, in a way. Obviously, Kevin Smith didn't die, but Stan Lee did. And, and, and really, the only thing I can say about Stan Lee is, I mean, um, whether you're a Marvel fan or a DC fan or you strictly love DC like myself – you have to admit that Stan Lee is the godfather of, of, of comics. I mean, he birthed some of the, the, the greatest superheroes and villains in, a, in an entire universe that he created. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he rebrand Marvel? Because wasn't it like something else back before it became Marvel? Like, I think it had like a different name. Like, DC had de- uh, Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. They became DC. But Marvel was something else before it became Marvel. Well, yeah, I can't remember specifically what it was, but this is covered in the... Um there's a History Channel documentary called, uh, I think, Behind the Mask or Superhero comic, super, comic Book Superheroes Unmasked, I think, I believe is what it is. And it discusses the history of comic books and also how DC evolved into what it is, how Marvel became what it, what it was, and how, uh, how, and also touched on bits of, like, where Captain Marvel, original Captain Marvel, like, how Captain Marvel became Shazam and stuff like that is sort of touched on lightly. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, with the exception of Captain America, he basically created all the Avengers. I mean, he created uh, all the Avengers minus Captain America. He uh, in, uh, created uh, um, uh, Spider Man. He created um, the Fantastic Four. Well, he started with Fantastic Four. That was that's what he started with. Yep, Fantastic Four. He created the Fantastic Four and went from there. He created the Hulk. Oh yeah. I, used to, I had a couple. Of, I had a couple of Hulk comic books. I had at least one Hulk and one Thor and one Spider-Man. Oh, did I tell you? I think. Uh, I think it was either the first issue of the Hulk, or it was the one and only issue where he was completely gray. Um, I actually saw a, a. Well, it might have been a first edition, but if it's the first edition of the Hulk or a copy of the first edition of the Hulk, because don't forget they sold multiple copies of something back in the day. Like God knows how many. Uh, number 27 uh, detective issues there are of, of that book where that's basically Batman's first appearance. But, I mean, whatever issue that was, it was, it was a key issue. And I saw that in the flesh when I went down to that uh, that superheroes uh, museum in uh, Indiana where I saw the uh, uh, Adam West's uh, Cape and Cow. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. This guy had quite the collection of comics. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing, dude. I've, I've never seen, like, so much, like mixture of like dc and marvel all in the same building and it was com- it was beautiful cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in fact i think i got uh one second i think i got something from them if you're ever in the uh indiana area um i forget what i forget what uh town it was in but it was called the hall of heroes uh superhero mu- uh museum i got this uh i bought this shot glass from them if you can see what is that? Oh, that's a shot glass. Yep. But um, so whatever town it's in, it's in Indiana, and it's very hard to miss because it's actually in someone's backyard. 
Cool. So that looked like that was an opaque black shot glass with uh, some writing on it. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Superman, I think. Looks like the writing is gilded. Uh, gilded. Uh, yeah, it does appear to be Superman. It's either that or it is one of those chicken walkers from uh, from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> See, because what what we're not seeing, folks, is that it's basically it's it's the standard uh, uh, Superman with his hands on his hips, standing with his legs apart, and the wind blowing his cape to one side. The thing is, is that the image that it would be described by that, if you're just going by the shape of his outline, is what I'm seeing. And the shape of his outline could also it, it looks a lot like the uh, ATST. Two-legged chicken walkers, as they're called, from Return of the Jedi and other subsequent uh, Star Wars films. <laughs> I know it's not that, but it does look a little bit like that. So, because it's a, Abs- but you know, you can tell that it's, you know, if you know that iconic standing with his hands on his hips in a very Peter Pan fashion, um, Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy about all this? About all of which, like DC and 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 Marvel comics, right? Oh. Um, what's what's crazy about all this is, is the fact that now, like Star Wars or the Star Wars universe, it is owned by Disney. All of it? Um, oh, yeah. Marvel's owned by Disney now. The Disney Corporation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and DC has almost became like the, the little guy because what's, what's funny about it was back in the day when Marvel first came out and started producing all their comics, DC was the biggest uh, and the most iconic – uh, comic uh, distributor of comics that you you know like Batman, Superman, the Green Lantern, all those they were like the the biggest uh, distributors of comics at that point. Um, and then of course here came Marvel. But what's interesting about that is back in the day is that is Marvel actually took and used real life issues, social issues in their comics where DC did not at the time. I don't think they still do, but. Marvel definitely did, and that was all Stan Lee's uh, genius, really. It's an, it's an interesting point. Uh, the thing about um, I've been noticing with the DC um, movies as they've been unfolding. Um, also, by the way, I uh, this kind of I don't know that sort of dovetails into. I did see um, Justice League. Oh yes, it, I thought it was phenomenal. But you were giving a eulogy, were you not? Oh yeah, yeah. I was giving it a new. Yes, I was. Yeah. So, um, so I don't um, want to sidetrack you. Yes. All right. So my a eulogy was. I'll get to movies I've watched recently later. Yes, I'm, I'm still I'm still working on it, but you hmm. know, the only thing I can really say is for right now to kind of give like a teaser is is something that I had written. So this is this is going to be like a teaser to the actual um, to the actual eulogy wherever Tyson wants to uh, upload it once I send it to him. MP3 style from Audacity, because um, I will, I will, you know, I will uh, uh, record the whole thing. So, let's see if I can find it. If I can't find it, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a loss because I have to try to remember what I said. And let's see. Okay, so I never met Stanley in person. I consider it a great loss because anyone that's ever met Stanley in person has always has positive uh, vibes and, and, and a positive uh, um, a, a positive situation. Basically, words. I mean, there, there was never like an unpositive moment meeting Stanley, from what I understand. And, and so, with that being said, of course, I've never met Stanley. Obviously, there's there's other than comics. I don't know Stanley personally, 
all that stuff, of course, you can find out from people, of course, especially Kevin Smith, who talked about it on his reformatted show because it's no longer uh, Fat Man on Batman. Now it's Batman Beyond. So they had a a two-hour soundcast live uh, talking about Stan Lee throughout the night, and they brought the audience in. And what's funny, what's awesome, not funny, but what's awesome is that everybody that stood up had an actual encounter live moment with Stan Lee. So the only thing that I could write, and I will include this in the audio, of course, is so, all right. So this was on November 13th, the day before my birthday, no doubt. Uh, so yesterday I learned that uh, this legend has left us. Rest in peace. Huge bucket of wind. Uh, even if you weren't a Marvel fan, there's no denying that this man was the godfather of comics, giving us the greats. A man that uh, dared to dream and did what he dreamed, thus creating an entire universe. A man's work that will survive for generations to come, making him truly immortal, which is true, I mean, uh, and making him an inspiration for generations to come. This man was a, a part of my childhood and most of my ad, uh, adult life, which is also the truth. Man, the guy, the guy was like 74 years old when he did uh, Mall Rats, and that was back in 1995. So this this man lived for 20 more years after that, and he was 95 when he passed away. But I mean, so that that that's basically my take on it. And that was that's going to be part of the the uh, eulogy when I when I do it. So so you have have you so the eulogy is going to be for Kevin Smith, right? Well, it's going to be a combination for both. Oh, okay. Well, Kevin Smith and Stan Lee. I just haven't haven't figured a way to 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 blend the two. I I, I got a way for you to do that. I, yeah, I, so I, um, that's that's going to take place. I have a I have a potential solution for you. Okay. Okay. Like something to perhaps like a focal point for it, where you could just talk about what you thought about this one particular idea and let it lead from there. And if you don't like what you come up with, then you know do something next. But like the idea of uh, how Kevin Smith. Like you basically kind of gave a little farewell to Stan Lee there. Now imagine you had been saying that about Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith has also created a universe populated with characters that is a cohesive universe. Yes, yes. What I can say about Kevin Smith and even though uh, we are – Yes. Um, What can I say about Kevin Smith? Honestly, if if I had to say something about a man I've never met but a man that I've uh, basically – it's actually weird because – I don't. This man obviously doesn't know I exist, other than Twitter. I mean, if he's even paying attention to my tweets, he he does from time to time. But the, the man doesn't actually know me in person, even though we're from the same county, uh, from the same state. Um, but I have I have met people in his lives, like you know the stash, for example. I go to the stash all the time, you know. So that's a, a way of touching his life without me know uh, him knowing about it uh met jay muse um well we talked to uh marty you of the uh you know uh, of his podcast network cool uh that was a fun episode so but wait wait, wait. We, when we talked we did the, we, we did the episode with marty you yes yeah yeah so <laughs> sorry um, i i uh i spaced out a little bit for a second i apologize it's okay so what can I really say about a man I've never met in person but know practically everything about? Well, I would say definitely he's the guy that made it. You know, he was definitely a fan of movies and comics. Brilliant – a brilliant dude really. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and – right. So and, and, yeah. And he's from the Highlands, and to date, I don't think anyone famous ever came out of the Highlands, Mm -hmm. uh, except for Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, and of course, you know, Mike Zapsick and Brad Johnson and, you know, uh, Walt Flanagan. But the 
the the biggest cat to be famous out of there was Kevin Smith, and and you know he think about what he sacrificed really to to do his dream. Like he envisioned himself as a filmmaker, and that's exactly what he became. Sold off his like comics and stuff like that. Went to film school, and then came back and and basically took what he had and, and made a friggin' awesome movie. Like you know like the that's a real store that he filmed that the movie, and that's where he worked. So he was able to do like a very small budget and just blow the shit up, which is very awesome. Yes, indeed. Uh, definitely a cool cat, and from what I understand, a hero that you would want to meet. Kevin Smith? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They say never meet your heroes. They do say that, yes. Um, I, you know, yeah, I think I'm at the point in my life where I, I could be pretty just, uh, I don't want to say nonchalant, but like, you know, pretty pretty at peace with myself so as not to geek out too much <laughs> if i were to meet <laughs> kevin smith i'd still be i would i would be you know uh, be joyful but i i don't i think i'm I well know. i mean i i think at this at this point <laughs> i think um, i'm past the point of fanboying is my is what i'm trying to say I'm, I'm, yeah I, I don't i don't think you would like for example be like woody harrelson in zombie land when he met bill murray during the zombie apocalypse he's like you know GD, you know, Bill effing Murray. I don't think you're going to stand there and say, you know, GD, it's Kevin effing Smith. Right. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to do that. And if, you should be proud of me, dude. I actually did not say a single curse word so far. Well, that was, that was, that was nice. That was well done there. And we've been recording this episode for now 23 minutes and 29 seconds, and I have not uh, said a single curse word this whole time. I'm actually quite proud of myself. I appreciate that. It'll save me, save me a lot of time when I edit because I won't have to be stopping it to bleep out words theoretically. Uh, dear, dear, dear listener, last uh, episode that uh, will be going up uh, later uh, – in our time, real time right now, because you're hearing this now. The next one uh, is what Hunter means. He means the next one yes. that will be going up. Right. Whenever you hear this uh, particular one, um, we had have already put up another episode, and in, I think it's that episode, which I'll be listening to later. Yes, it will. Uh, is where I dropped uh, a lot of curse words, particularly the S word, and you know, Tyson is just like, has his hands literally in his face, and he's like, can you help my life? I'm like, what, what, what? He's like, you're saying the S word too much. Do you know what it's like oh. to have to edit that? And then I'm like, oh, my God, I am so sorry because, like, it, it, the color just drained out of his face. I know of which you speak, but there's a thing. So the episode that I edited contains, like, my, an early mention of that. What you're thinking of actually happened again because we've actually recorded – we had a whole other recording session of two shows. So, like, this this one, the one what they're hearing, hearing right now, will likely end up in January. Like, I will, oh, be, gotcha. I, I will probably be a father by the time people hear this, or I will be um, very close to Congrat- it. And then, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. You're welcome. Well, you know, it, I hope that has happened. Um, so, yeah, we actually built the crib. Uh, the other. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. If I were you, dude, if I were you, not to cut you off, but if I were you, I would get as much rest as possible now. <sighs> yes, I, I hear what you're saying. Yes, yes. Um, but there's so much to do still. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, dude.
Hey everyone, it's Ethan with Combat Radio here at Brigade Radio 1. One thing you need this fall is the Combat Radio Halloween album supporting social services. Featuring haunted musical and audio tracks from some of your favorite celebrity guests around here, including Respect the Dead, the audiobook. Go to cdbaby.com, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get your copy today. So, eulogy. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the uh, so that's that's uh, well, that's a taste of what I'm gonna say. So I mean, um, that's good. Yeah, you know, I like you know just focus all that into yeah into. Uh... But when you hear it though, because like I said, when I get a chance to record it, I'm gonna send it your way. This way, you could put it up here or you know put it uh, where you will, and uh, you know at the uh, top of the show or the, the the last part of the show or the middle part of the show, depending on how you want to do it. Right. So, you know. So we'll be hearing that. Uh, yes. And yes. Uh, figuring out the sound for that. So, okay. Yeah, good. Good, good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, so anyway, so when you hear this, um, so uh, what the hell were we talking about? What was I talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah cursing. What you were just talking about aside? Oh, yes. oh okay. Yeah, I thought you meant. Cursing. So, so I, I, as you noticed, I have not dropped a single uh, F-bomb or swear word yet in this entire episode, which, uh, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's because I, 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 I recently did jury duty for the past two days. And, oh um, as, as anyone would know, you have to be very respectful in a, in a courtroom. Um, and you also have to watch what you say. Um, I would, I would imagine, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, it's what the, what it seems like in the movies, but I imagine that's true in real life. Oh my God! No, you have no idea. So always in the movies, dude. Okay. I, I imagine it's like that, in the worst form of. I imagine it's being like at a, at a school at a prison. Absolutely, because th- th- this is what happens. They 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 tell you. Okay. First of all, they they send you a thing in the mail, like a summons. Okay. Yeah. And you have uh, you can either uh, mail it in, like mail. You know, it's a questionnaire basically. So you have to fill out the questionnaire. You can either mail that off mm-hmm. or go online and fill it out, okay? So if you go online, basically the same questionnaire, they give you a jury number, a group number, and then that's all they give you, right? Okay. They don't tell you, they don't tell you if um, you're going to be picked for jury duty until the night before. No? And then they, then they can say, like, so you're a number, okay? So whatever number you are, it could be like 100 let's say it's it's 1 to 99 right mm-hmm. so it's 1 to 99 uh report to uh you know the the jury management office or whatever district you are at 9:30 in the morning right? right but now keep in mind you're 100 to 200 so it'll say uh from 200 to uh, no I'm sorry from 100 to 200 uh, contact the uh, the uh, jury management office uh, the next day to find out when you're supposed to you know uh, report for jury duty. So you do, you come in, they put you in this room and sh- uh, sorry, they put you in this room and crap, and uh, they make you watch a movie. As Tyson's laughing at me because one did almost slip, almost. I caught myself. That's wrong. Um, so they they make you watch a movie and then they bring you upstairs. And then they go through the very painful, long process of uh, screening out potential jury member, uh, members. Okay. So depending on like, um, depending on 
they give you like a packet. You're supposed to fill out these questions and stuff, and then there is a potential for them to call, uh, call and or dismiss you. Yes, that is my understanding. There's potential for dismissal. Mm-hmm. And even if you make it, so, uh, even if you make it as far as sitting in the jury's box, that means that you've already had. Uh, the judge has already brought you into a private room with the lawyers. Uh, they had questions for you. You answered, and then the judge will sit you in the jury box, tell you what number you are. You go sit in the jury box. Let's say you're jury number one, right? So now keep in mind there's a room, a courtroom full of people that could be potential jurors, and you have the two lawyers, the judge, you have the uh, plaintiff, and then you have the defendant all sitting in this room. They're essentially waiting on the judge to decide who's going to be a juror. So, but at any one time in the beginning of this process, either the uh, either the prosecutor or the other dude, like the the, the whatever, I don't know what what, what uh, the, the two lawyers, the plaintiff's lawyer, the defendant's lawyer, they can um, they can say, well, we want uh, we can dismiss lawyer number uh, jury number two, right? Mm-hmm. And each lawyer has a chance at least three chances to dismiss a, uh, a potential juror. So they kept dismissing juror, uh, juror number one. They went through like four of them before they decided on, on a juror. They kicked off number eight, I think, or number six or something like that. So it, it's a very long process. But sitting in the courtroom all day, which I did, for two days, it kind of it kind of like you know puts a restraint on your tongue to what you can say and can't say, and definitely swear words inside the courthouse is is not going to fly. I would imagine not. You know, you can't like walk in there and say, "What's up, Judge?" You know, it's effing good to see you. <laughs> what's up, Judge? Yeah, what's up, Judge? What's going on, Judge? It's effing good. You know, you can't like be like, "Oh yeah, he's effing guilty." F him. You know, he did it. It's, it, it's definitely uh, not like that at all and almost draining, really. And, uh, yeah, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like a fun time. But, I mean, beyond that, it seems like a really wretched, wretched time. It seems like something I would absolutely hate. Well, uh, put it to you this way. If you, had, if you have anxiety, which I know I do, I, I think you do, right, don't you? Oh, yeah. For the most part, I can control my anxiety. Like I can, I can put it to the back burner. Let's just say my first day there, my anxiety was like through the roof. I, I couldn't like – it was horrible. The second day, it was like all right because I've already gone through like all the hard stuff the day before. Mm. So – but that very first day, man, it was, just, it was horrible. It, in fact, it was so bad that I, I came home and didn't feel like doing anything. I didn't want to go outside. I just wanted to be by myself. Yeah, anxiety is a bitch. Oh yeah. Whoops, that one's on uh, me. That one's on Tyson, me. Tyson said his first cross word, and I don't know how long. Well, that'll be an easy enough one to replace. Absolutely. We got a specific noise for that one. Yeah, you, you see, people, Tyson's trying to say that I have a potty mouth, and there he goes cursing. It's just uh, when I said it, it was like I was going to say it was a you know something like you know ah, that's, it's a gripe you know anxiety is a is a you know an mf'er basically you know it's a it's a so I just went a grade lower than that I feel you know and it's like and it became uh, still a word now, that I generally bleep out. Now answer me this. I, I'm sure you you've explained it to me probably, but we're into now what uh, 63 episodes. Um, 
now as in now or now as in as of when this one episode comes out that's about to come out like yeah the one that's about to come out that's 63 right now in real time right right now now being uh, being november 29th but november 30th for you right uh episode 64 is about to come out yeah 64 so we've been doing this for 64 episodes a little over two years and when did we or when did you decide to uh actually start bleeping out curse words oh um i think i actually started bleeping out i think the first episode i bleeped out was one of the ed wallach episodes i think i think that's i feels like i started with either those or one of those and um because I think I was trying to get perspective on how much was actually occurring. Um, mm-hmm. So, quick, quick note, real, really quickly. Um, uh, yes. Here are the. So I, I, right now, when the episode goes up, it's going to be called something. Okay. Um, and I would like to tell you what its alternate titles would have been. Okay. Okay. So, episode sixty-four, and I have you listened to episode sixty-four? I will before I go to bed. But you listen to some of it, right? Not, no, I'm, I'm going to. Oh, okay. Not well, yet. You'll, you'll be delighted then. You'll be really, okay. you'll, you're going to enjoy it. Um, so, so here were the, uh, the, the three um, other, the alternate titles uh, for this show. I'm not going to tell you uh, oh. even here what the, what the title will be. You'll find out tomorrow, but it's on my page here. So here are the alternates. Okay. One is Heretic Talk. Okay. Um, the second one is Dreaming of Bacon. Uh-huh. And then the third one is Prison Rape Thread. That that is that is awesome alternates, dude. And none of those are going to be the title of that ends up in episode sixty. <laughs> but the one I it the one I did use I like as well and it does pertain to some other stuff. So that we, cool, that cool. we cover. But it's got some fun, it's got some fun stuff in the in the in the beginning. And pay pay pay, <laughs> pay attention to the uh to how an improv almost happened. Oh shit. I must have been was it like alright, so let me ask you this. Was it my um was this like during one of my more exhausting nights where like I was trying to be like funny where I just don't like really remember it? I know you seem to be doing fine. Uh, I, I, when you just, well, I don't know what you do and don't remember, so it's hard for me to answer that, that aspect of your question. Dear, uh, dear listeners, um, so another behind the scenes uh, little uh, secret, or not secret, but uh, you know things you don't see, like the audience doesn't see. Obviously, is the fact that every once in a while I'll be like extremely tired uh, from a particularly long day. So, but but I never ever 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 pass up an opportunity to record because you never know like what you know what type of episode you're going to have until you start it. Tired or not, I still do it. Um, and I was like exhausted that night. So a lot of like what we talked about, I probably won't remember it until we actually hear it. And I'm like, Oh, fuck, I said that. Oh, sorry. My ha, bad. Ha, 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 ha. That's pretty good. Hey, I just thought of a great way for the show to go. up. it's on. What's up? Why don't you spin up the uh, first few minutes of our, our, our episode 64, like you would anything else that I say, like a, if not, like you would a sound clip or a YouTube video. Let's do it into the microphone and you listen to the beginning of the show up to a certain point and tell me what you think of it as you go. Okay. And then, then, the, then the show can go completely meta and into a, like a, 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 a butthole or a, a black hole. A black hole. Yeah. So I wonder if this has ever been done before. 
We're about to find out. See, now I've heard this material recently, but you haven't. Sorry. Okay. So there's the Brigade Radio 1 opening, which is standard. If you're listening to this episode, you've presumably already heard one of these. Yep. All right. You ready? There's a the theme music. I love listening to this music, dude. It's like, it's almost like fucking metal, really. A little bit. I mean, it really is fucking metal, dude. Do you think it's too hardcore? Hell no, I love it. Because I'll tell you why. If we took out the words, right, people have already listened to this enough that they automatically know what show it goes to. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's definitely like, it was two separate entities that you just managed to like blend and it sounded, it sounds perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Social show. Uh, don't give Jack on Halloween. My name is Hunter Block. And I'm Tyson Sainer. Ah, welcome to the creepy night. Welcome. Listen to them. Yes. The children of the night. What beautiful music they make. It's probably closer to Turkey Day by now, but yes, happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because Halloween all year for the next year, folks. <laughs> That's what That's all, right. all we're doing all Halloween, all the time, on Antisocial Show. Yes, because we are trapped in some type of uh, creepy vortex, and now it's just like, oh. it's like the uh, the eternity of Halloween night oh. here on the Antisocial Show. Oh, the spirits. Oh. Oh, spirits. Can you hear me? Oh, spirits, please, where are you, spirits? Oh, it's spirits of flatulent, apparently. <laughs> Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Somebody say they wanted to talk to a spirit. I'm here. Hello? Hello? All right, I thought I heard someone. Must have been a false alarm. Goodbye. Oh, no, they hung up. Improv scene narrowly averted. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> By the way, how are you feeling? Uh, As I said, I'm feeling fantastic. Oh, oh, uh, hey, here uh, you uh, go. Uh, Almost got oh, it. Good. Okay. I read, I read. Okay. So here's one. Uh, this is uh, my impression of somebody dreaming of bacon. Okay. Bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> Stupidest joke in the world. (laughs) All right, so that's about it, really. There's more to it, but I figured that's enough to kind of get the point across. Absolutely, dude. I, I, oh my god, that was an awesome episode. That was the night that we talked about. uuh, That was our Halloween episode, actually. Uh, They're going to be hearing it uh, a little later, but yeah, more um, or less, yeah. Halloween. More or less, because I basically told you to take the, because uh, you, you had you know, costume ideas. I said, uh, you should take uh, Fizz Gig from Dark Crystal and just put it on your head. That's right. And, like, you know, wear, like, a black jumpsuit in front of a, a green screen, so all you see is Fizz Gig, like, running around, and then the cops coming to your house and telling you to tone it down. That's right. I remember, yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to enjoy listening to that later. 
um, you know, and it's we talk about other things, but that's that was kind of how it started. And I remember when I was editing it, I was just kind of like, oh, here we go. Okay, this is this is actually kind of fun. You know, there's there's some air that came out, but you know, not not a lot. And then. And, you know, it, it became basically a standard episode, which is fine, where we just talk about whatever happens and whatever we got. Oh, yeah. Various things we touch on. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that opening because uh, I, I, I didn't know what was – I was just, you know, just messing around to seeing what would – you know, with my, uh, my Korg toy. that We had actually been – I had uh, teased a bit of having it um, the week before on a part of the show that will not be – was – no, wait, no, I, I talked – you know what? Never mind. Was I, to- was I talking crap about it? No, no. I was. I just realized that oh. there was a. Um, there's. We talk more about some of the things. I think after, after the uh, show is over, over. But, um, but the show is over. There's really not much. There's no. Once we give the goodbye, there wasn't really much left for the. You know, that would be not useful or interesting to the audience, and that's fine. And just uh, to. But I think I went into more detail about the uh, the little sound making machines that I have because these which things, is awesome by the way because I can sample these directly into the computer and get clear clean versions of what they sound like. Now what the people were hearing is obviously they were hearing the podcast, which is an MP3 coming off of your phone through my Skype into my mixer and then onto Audacity. So it's a you know what is that third fourth generation? I don't know or is it third? I think it might be. Th- third so yeah so the mp3 is first generation coming through skype is the second generation except being an mp3 it's already a version of sound that's encoded from the sun so actually it's got to be a second generation so yeah i like a third i don't know i don't know how generations work or maybe i do and i'm just running out of confidence <laughs> no you definitely uh know what you're talking about um i i don't even know how to do what you just did um because normally uh, what you just what, what you're talking about because how I record things on my side is I basically have a uh, I basically have a uh, what uh, you call it whatever this uh, what the heck's this thing called again the, the soundboard the mixer from um, Behringer that's it Behringer things on that so it's um, also it's phone speaker it's phone speaker to microphone through Skype <laughs> into, yep through, into, uh, into a mixing board. But not into Audacity. Basically, I got the uh, MP3 uh, Skype recorder running in the background. Oh, you do still? Okay. That's, all right. Yep. That's what I got running in the background. I got, uh, you can see it there. You can kind of see. I turn the camera the right way. You can kind of see my mixing board over there. See, I like your mixing board. It's, uh, I can't remember what it, which what version it is. Barons, right? Uh, the mixing board, yes. It is a... I don't even know if people like this behind the scenes talk because it's, it's, it's hard for me to know sometimes, uh, you know, what to, what to cut out and what to leave in. But, um, I hope people who are people who are regular listeners, if there are such a thing, I know we have a couple. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they, how much of this annoys them when it's behind the scenes stuff like this. Let's see here. We got Xenix. It's a Xenix, which is uh-huh. X E N Y X. And it is an X one two Oh four USB. Nice. So it's a, it's got a multi effects processor on it that um, I've never been really sure how to how to use that because um, uh, I think or I think I, I think I need another component in order to use it like I think I have to run a patch cable or something for that to work I don't know but I have other ways to do uh, effects through um, things so so it doesn't really come up it doesn't come up but it's got eight channels I think so that's cool. 
ladies and gentlemen, um, Tyson is the uh, tech genius behind uh, everything you hear, of course. Uh, I mean, if they, if they, if they, come on, dude, if they were to listen to like how we do it, like right now, like obviously it's being recorded. So if somebody was actually live listening to this right now, they would see the podcast gremlins once in a while. Um, and sometimes sound dropping out, freezing and whatnot, but you don't hear that when you hear the edited version of it. So that's 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 like George Lucas magic in Hollywood right there, dude. You're like you're like Tyson Lucas of like sound, you know what I mean? Like you're you're that. I mean I'm just Tyson, Tyson I, Lucas. I just I just had to figure out how certain things were done and try to, you know, have the will to uh remember to keep doing things and learning how to do stuff. That's really all it takes. And um, so I appreciate what you're saying. Um, oh, you're welcome. I, you know, I just learned things out of a perceived necessity that I had. You know, I I, I wanted to learn how to use um, a DAW, a digital audio workstation, before I knew what they were called. Uh, you know, um, like Fruity Loops, um, because I wanted to. It's like everything is. I learned to do one thing, and then go to the next thing. If I can, I can only get so far with the thing I just learned, depending on what it was. I think it's kind of how it started really. So like I wanted to compose music originally on a, on computer with MIDI with a keyboard that I had and I needed the program to do that. And I wanted to integrate what was called sampling, but like live sound, like if somebody to record a, like in order to do that on a computer at home, it would have taken thousands of dollars back in 1992, you know, mm. in order to do that kind of thing. Um, but I, but so I, I learned how to compose using a program called Cakewalk and that was all MIDI and I had a, a keyboard that I would play through it and I just used the sounds that were on the, on the keyboard back then just to learn how to do this because I didn't have any formal, formal training. And, um, then, uh, when it got to the sampling, I just kind of figured out, I, I figured out how to sample things into a computer, but then I didn't have any way to really trigger them in any kind of. Uh, trigger the samples in any kind of rhythmic way, uh, you know, unless I was going to be using magnetic tape or something. And it's some some weird thing is like I couldn't figure out how to do all that, and also I didn't focus that much on uh, on it, uh, or as much as I could have, I suppose. Anyway, and then so I moved on to when a DAW came out, when Fruity Loops 2.0 started, and then it was like, oh, I got to figure out how to use this, you know. And then later, Fruity Loops uh, incorporated MIDI, so I could incorporate what I knew about having worked with MIDI back into using Fruity Loops. So it all stacked on it, each other and became, it, it all became relevant uh, learning how to cut audio samples uh, using SoundForge. And then, so now there's Edison and FL Studio, which is what Fruity Loops is now. And so I know how to cut, I know what looking at sound looks like. I'm looking at sound writing right now off Audacity, this free app that is very much like SoundForge was, very much like CoolEdit. It's the same basic idea. So if you can learn to use one, you just learn to use. It's very, it's easy to to learn all the other ones. That's, uh, and it was something that I was interested in. So I guess I was more more prone to to learn it because I had a genuine a genuine interest, if not always as much time as I would like. So, um, I appreciate you calling me a genius, but it's really just just dedication to the idea of something. But only just. I could. It could be better at what I do if I had more dedication. That, but I, trust, I accept your compliment. Still, you're welcome. And, and trust me, folks. Is everything I just said. He, he's still a genius. Well, that about does it for the antisocial show. I'm Tyson Saner, and I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks.